Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. It can be hard to walk in the dark. Uh, you might get up in the middle of the night, the, the lights are off, and you, you, you need to go to the bathroom or something, and you don't want to wake anybody up, so you keep the lights out, and you walk and stub your toe. Or, or you could be afraid that you might uh, have some kind of obstacle in the dark that you're not ready for. Um, we have a new kitten, and uh, our new kitten has a habit of lying in the hallway <laughs> at night in the dark. And it's just a little gray bundle of fur. And uh, as I get up in the middle of the night, and I walk down the hall, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> didn't, mean to, didn't mean to get you there, Millie. <laughs> but uh, there can be obstacles. And when, we're, when we don't know where we're going, uh, when... when it seems like we're walking in the dark and we don't know what's ahead. It can be scary. Um, I think we get that way sometimes in life where we, we just we can't tell what's ahead. We don't know what's going on. We're waiting for God to just tell us, what am I supposed to do, God? And here the disciples, as we look at tonight's text, text the disciples... They, they went out on their own. They, they were crossing this sea. And whenever it got difficult, the storms were blowing. And they saw someone coming to them. They feared. They didn't know what was going on. They were afraid. And yet Jesus answered them, It is I. Do not be afraid. Jesus is there with us whenever our storms come into our lives, whenever we don't know what to do, whenever we feel like we're walking alone in the dark with no way to tell where we're going, Jesus is there with us. Let's read our text. From John chapter 6, beginning in verse 16. When evening came, His disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. Now it was dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I. Do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we pray that you would give us ears to hear and eyes to see. And Lord, we pray that we would hear your voice speaking to us. Lord, if we feel like we don't know what's ahead, like we don't know what we should do, that we would hear your voice speaking to, you, to us, it is I. Don't be afraid. And we know you're there with us. And Father, be with me. I'm weak. You are strong. Help me preach your word in Jesus' name. Amen. 
I want to step back a little bit and talk about some of the setting that we find ourselves here in the Gospel of John. We had seen different miracles that Jesus had performed, and He had just fed the 5,000. He had fed 5,000 people. He had... uh, well, it's 5,000 men, and of course there were other women and children along with it with just five loaves of bread and two fish. And as I said last week, when Jesus did this, He was showing Himself to be a, a true and better Moses. And where am I getting that from? Well, let's go back even further. Um, the passage just before the feeding of the 5,000 Jesus was confronting the Jews who didn't believe who He had said He was. And they, He said to them, you search the Scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and, yet, and it is they that bear witness of Me, yet you refuse to come to Me that you may have life. And on down further, He says, Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you had believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? Jesus made the claim that Moses wrote about him. And I've talked much about how Jesus is for shadowed in the first five books of the Bible, the, the Law of Moses. The first announcement of the Gospel, whenever Eve was told that a, a, a seed of the woman would come and crush the serpent's head. But also, there's this place in Deuteronomy where Moses is told to tell the people, there will be a prophet like me who comes. A prophet like me prophet like Moses. At the end of the feeding of the 5,000, the very second to last verse, it says, when the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this indeed is the prophet who is to come into the world. When Jesus broke the bread and he broke the fish and he handed it out to all the people, the people recognized he was the prophet Moses wrote about. He was the prophet. He was like Moses in the sense that Moses gave the people manna in the wilderness. The people grumbled. They thought it'd be better back in Egypt, but God was merciful. He he gave them manna in the wilderness. And in the same way that Moses fed the people, here Jesus fed people upon a mountain from fish and from bread. And the people recognized who Jesus was. He was the prophet that was to come. Well, here in our text, when evening came, so Jesus had just gone through this miracle of of feeding 5,000 people. You can imagine how he was worn out. In John's Gospel, it says he went away because the people were um, wanting to rush forward and make him king. He was able to give them all this food and they recognized who he was, that he was a prophet. They thought, this is the Messiah. He might be the one who will be able to throw off the Romans and bring in a political kingdom. But Jesus knew that was not his mission. He withdrew from the people. The other Gospels also tell us that he was 
tired and he needed to withdraw away, so he went up on the mountain to be alone. But when evening came, his disciples, they went down to the sea. They were going to get into the boat and cross over to the other side. And it tells us there, at the very end of uh, verse 22, it says, and that Jesus had not... Sorry. I'm in the wrong verse. At the end of verse 17, it says, Now it was dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The disciples were probably waiting there for Jesus, wanting Him to come, wondering, where is He? It was dark. It was getting dark. They, they needed to cross the sea before it got dark, but here dark is coming on, and the disciples were wondering, where is He? So they decided, go ahead, get in the boat, go ahead and cross without Him. They probably waited to the very last possible moment. And so as they were crossing the sea, the sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. My understanding of... Uh, I've never been there. I haven't seen it myself. But as I've read, I, I understand that the, the, the sea there was a, kind of a, a cup shape and had uh, mountains on the outside so that the wind, when the wind would blow over that, it would stir the waters. And there were often many storms that would make the water turbulent. And so the disciples, they were in this boat. They were without Jesus. And they were crossing the sea and they had gotten three or four miles in and the wind was blowing, the water was turbulent. And then if that wasn't enough to scare them, they see this figure walking out on the water. Now some have said, well, they must have saw him on the shore and thought by an optical illusion that he must have been walking on the water. But they were fishermen. They were used to being on the water. They would have known, they would have been able to tell if someone was just on the shore. Jesus came walking out onto the water, three or four miles out. And the disciples were afraid. But Jesus said, It is I. It is I. Do not be afraid. He calmed them. When they were afraid, when they didn't know what was going on, when they thought they were without Jesus, He tells them, It's I. It's me. Guys, don't be afraid. When we face our storms, when we feel like life is falling apart, when we feel like we don't know what to do, Jesus comes to us with the same message. Don't be afraid. It is I. Whenever Jesus says, it is I, in English... We see this and we think, well, He's telling them who He is. He's telling them, it's just me. It's just me. It's just Jesus. But it's, it could be, couldn't be any further from the truth to be saying, it's just Jesus. Whenever you look at the Greek text, it's, 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 it's I am. I am. 
You remember the story of Moses and the burning bush. Whenever Moses was being told to go and lead his people out of captivity in Egypt, he met the Lord at the burning bush and he asked, what should I tell the people? Who should I tell them sent me? In the burning bush, God responded from the burning bush and said, tell them I am has sent me. There are many times in the Gospel of John, Jesus blows people away because He uses this same phrase, I am, in in talking about who He is. Whenever He was walking out on the sea, He wasn't just identifying Himself. He was saying, I am. Don't be afraid. The God who spoke and the stars went into place. The God who spoke and everything that is came into existence was right there walking on the water with His disciples. They had no need to fear. They had no reason to be troubled. He was there, right there with them. Verse 21, Then they were glad to take Him into the boat. And immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. First of all, he, they were glad. They went, they, at first, they went from afraid, fearful, terrified, to glad. And the only difference between point one and point two was they realized Jesus was with them. When our lives' storms hit us, when we don't know what to do, we can be afraid. But that fear can turn to gladness when we just realize Jesus is there with us. He is there with us all the way. But also, when they were glad to bring Him into the boat, it says, this is very strange, immediately the boat was at the land that they were going to. They'd been rowing and rowing and rowing. They were afraid. They were at least three or four miles out into the sea. And yet when Jesus showed up, it was all over. You know, and in our own perspective, when we find ourselves in trouble and we see no way out, when Jesus shows up, when we realize He's there, He's walking with us by our side, we're at safe, on safe harbor. We're there where He is with us. He is taking care of us and there's no longer any need to fear. Just the same as last week, we looked at the feeding of the 5,000 and how that pointed to Jesus being a true and greater Moses. So this passage is carrying on that same theme. Moses, again, the people were grumbling. Those Israelites, they just kept on grumbling and grumbling and grumbling. You know, they think they were Baptists or something. <laughs> they were grumbling because you know, Pharaoh was after them. They didn't see any way out. They thought Moses had led them out into the wilderness to die. And God told Moses, stretch your arms up 
and the sea was parted, and the people of Israel walked through on dry land. It was this miraculous experience of, of Moses parting the water, and the people miraculously crossed on dry land. And here Jesus is shown again to be the true and better Moses. He does this miraculous event where he crosses the water. He doesn't have to part the water like Moses did. He just walked right across the water. Walked right to his people to comfort them as they crossed the water. In John chapter 1, we're told the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. It is important to see this this parallel between Moses and Jesus here in the Gospel of John. I think it was important to John. He said it in chapter 1, The law came through Moses. The grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. We're seeing these parallels here. Jesus tells him, Moses wrote of me. The people saw this is the prophet, the one who was to come. Jesus was more than just a founder of a new religion. Like Moses, like many people see Moses as. No, he, he was the one who fulfilled what Moses came to do. Moses gave us the law, as John chapter 1 tells us. The law, as good as it is, I mean, the Old Testament, the Psalms say the, the law refreshes the soul. But yet, none of us live up to it. None of us live up to it. We all fall short, we are all sinners. Broken. If all we have is the law, then we find ourselves condemned because none of us live up to it perfectly. But Jesus, grace and truth came through Jesus. Jesus is the true and better Moses because he could do what the law could not do. While the law was introduced to show us our sins, to reveal our need for God, to reveal our need for forgiveness, Jesus came. He demonstrated He was better than Moses, and He went to a cross. He took on our sins. He was nailed to a cross, died, Experience the wrath of God being poured out on Him in our place. Rose again on the third day. Jesus is the true and better Moses. He did what Moses could never do through the law. He saved us. He feeds us with bread that will never Run out. Jesus is ultimately satisfying. I'm going to point us back to, uh, I think, what the main point is here that I see. Whatever trouble you're going through, 
Whatever storm you're going through, if you don't feel like you know what to do next, where you're at, if it feels like you're walking through a house of mirrors, Jesus is there with you. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.wordpress.com or you can like us on Facebook.